and welcome to the fourth official's EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Manchester City fan James Lewis, still sitting perfect at the top of the table. James. Mm. Oh, there's only two teams. It's Inter and City are the only two perfect teams left. Yes. The last year's Champions yes. League finalists. Uh, and City find a way to do it in a different way, which is um, impressive. That's what really great teams do. They find a way... Even after they get a red card, James, to one of the best players in the Prem so far this year, and the most clutch City players over the past few months, I would think you would agree. Um, also here with Dr. Pete of Tottenham Fandom. Dr. Pete, no win for Arsenal, so no Ken. Has anybody seen Ken? Looking at I, after did, the I think final I predicted, score resulted. I think I predicted that if he, they didn't win, we wouldn't see him. Yes. That's always our prediction, and it's yeah. always right. Yeah, I think the rule is uh, it's fourth official's rule number one, which is no win, no can. <laughs> I think we can put that down as a commandment yeah. in the fourth official's. It Ken Lee's luck him, ran out. Didn't stop him from uh, re- like taking some like luck comments, throwing luck comments out um, when Man United was playing and won one zero, and then Man United play in the Carabao Cup today. But you know, he brought his luck stuff out, and then he went back under his rock. Uh, let's start with that game, anyways. Two to two, Pete, and pretty good game overall, and especially for Tottenham. You had said at the beginning of the season that your expectations for Tottenham were like mine last year for Manchester United, where you're coming off a dismal year and all you want is to just enjoy watching again. You know, you just want to enjoy the, the football. You don't have to be in first place. Just want to enjoy watching. And suffice to say, you enjoyed that game. Yeah, and just not dreading playing like a top six team because you know you're going to sit back and just absorb pressure the whole game and try to catch them uh, with a counterattack like some bottom-of-the-table team. And it's definitely been a huge breath of fresh air. I mean, this is the best we've played at the Emirates in a long time. Um, The first 30 minutes was uh, quite nervy. Arsenal came out, um, guns blazing. Their press really had us rattled. Some of our younger guys looked like they were um, under the spotlight, kind of wilting a little bit but then um once jesus missed that chance when he nipped the ball off madison 16 yards out just blasted it 20 yards over the goal classic um, jesus. that yeah, is classic jesus. would have really probably f- we would have had a tough time digging out of that hole i don't think we'd been able to yeah. do that but after he missed that um the team really settled uh the next i'd say 80 minutes was pretty even you know, maybe Arsenal was a tad better, but uh, there were there were periods of the game when we we were dominant for ten or twenty minutes at a time. Um, they could not keep up the energy that their uh, really intense press over the the first thirty minutes. They couldn't keep up that energy, and um, we were able to start playing out of the back. And then we got opportunities, and Sun is back. And he hates him some Arsenal. He was able to tap his goal-scoring prowess. Um, Yeah, finally. Just the the finishing of 
you know, you just sort of in awe. That first goal when Madison absolutely skinned Saka and took the ball down the byline, Sun makes this very belated run. That was a perfect that was a perfect son. offensive run. Yeah, perfect just a savvy run. One you expect from Kane or just an excellent striker and Arsenal's defense was all over it, but he his touch was so quick, it was perfect. So hats off to Sonny Boy. He looks like he may be back to his form from two years ago or at least something close Maybe to that. Maybe Kane that... was the problem. Does that mean does that mean that uh that son will be allowed to eat this week. I feel like I saw an interview with his dad, and we always joked about it. But he had, you know, son had said, like, my dad keeps track of me and all this other stuff. I watched his dad in an interview, and obviously it was in Korean, so I couldn't understand it. But it, it was subtitled. And they're doing an interview on TV. He did not smile for a second. Like, not at any point when they were talking about uh, Sonny's accolades, his previous accolades, like, how well he plays for the national team, etc. Not one point did this man smile. And I was like, I kind of like the jokes we make about Son and his dad not feeding him. I think that maybe there's something to well, that. Well, Son was either going to be a professional soccer player or he was going to play cello. <laughs> yeah. And either way, his father was caning him along the way. Yeah. Well, he said he didn't, uh, didn't let him eat if he didn't. Uh, score an equal amount of goals with each foot. That's what he credits his um, two-footedness to. Um, and if that were the case, and that was our dad, Thomas would have not eaten dinner for <laughs> years because he I'm had the worst indoor. left foot, I'm worst left indoor, foot <laughs> you've ever seen. Couldn't be worse than my left foot. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Wow. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. Mainly because I I worked so hard to not use it that it really hindered my game. <laughs> It really hindered my game. The amount of work you put in to not use it. Yes. It was like, oh, yeah. It was it was pretty bad. Anyway, so back to the game. So Arsenal actually went up, Pete, in the 26th minute on a Romero own goal. That's such a dagger in a big match to have, you know, just the, the luck roll against you like that. Uh, like the bounces go against you early like that. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, if they get another goal here, like you said... We're in trouble. Thankfully, guys, it fell to Gabriel Jesus. And, I mean, Gabriel Jesus does bring elements to the game. He does have things where, like, if you're a good team, you would want him there. We were talking about Danny Welbeck last week. I mean, are we kind of looking at the same kind of player for Arsenal? He's not Gabriel he's not Jesus that bad, is good man. in build-up. He's very he's good, good at holding the ball. He's good at everything else, and he's in average finisher he's he is like a, a super average. danny welbeck super danny <laughs> like danny welbeck <laughs> is the dollar store version of who is, Gabriel who is in the lab making a super danny welbeck <laughs> it was a united fan james, james just mixed him up yeah did you just make him in the lab i'm like <laughs> it what why not <laughs> but he probably looked like kermit the frog kermit the frog here you always said you used to make fun of him all the time, and now you don't call him Kermit the Frog. Is that because he banged goals on us, James? It's because he doesn't play for United anymore. Obviously, yeah. you were very mean to him when he played for United. I just well, want you to know that he deserved it. That. Anyway, so Jesus misses as as he does, you know. Um, Pete. So we talked about Son, you know, sparking the comeback and how important it is for him to 
play well um, and be the be the man again. Penalty comes in the 54th minute, and you have to be thinking like we're going to lose on an own goal and a pen here, and that's just it's brutal. It's a brutal way to lose. Then Sun scores again in the 55th to tie it two to two, and then Pete, you must have felt pretty comfortable when um, Arsenal started making their subs and Kai Havertz jogs on and Saka's off. Declan Rice jogs off for Jorginho. He was already off and ended up costing them the goal. Uh, guys, does Arsenal have a real problem with depth or is this just like a one-off kind of thing? James, I'll start with you. I think they do have a problem with depth in several They paid positions. a lot for depth. They paid a lot for depth, I guess. I, you know, like I Kai just, Havertz was $65 million. Right, but, I mean, they paid a lot. That doesn't mean they bought well. Oh, I know. That's that's what I'm... I mean, I mean, they have depth in that they have bodies, but the drop-off from any of their attackers to Kai Havertz is huge, no matter what anyone yeah. wants to say. Like, people will be like, oh, his advanced metrics are not that bad. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You see him on the field, and he's terrible. Like, yeah. you know, who do they have? Like, Rice goes off. Jorginho comes on, yeah. what happens? He's bad. Um, I mean, and I don't even think Rice is doing anything special in this team. No, Pete actually brought that up in the... Uh, I've been saying it since the beginning, uh, since the yeah, se- season started. I think both of you have kind of been been picking at it a little bit. I think when Arsenal's getting results, and obviously Rice scored the big goal against United. When which, was a, results, which, by the way, lucky that. goal. Can't say that anymore. We're I know, but it was. It was an, it was a it was a scrum goal. It came out. I to know him. it was. I saw it and I said that. <laughs> yeah. I know it was a lucky goal. Tell Ken. I mean, Ken knows in his heart of hearts. His heart of hearts. Um, but yeah, but like, what's so? What's Declan Rice out there doing? I mean, he's Declan Rice is out there, a complete midfielder, playing yeah. as a literally like like he's tied to a stake in the ground at D mid. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's a waste. Like I mean, that that is true, but um and anyway. don't forget that Partey was injured, so Jorginho is really the third string choice. Well, that's at, a depth at, that's a depth question thing. Yeah, yeah. I, well I think that um you know, they tried to address their depth. I do think they had just a bunch of injuries that added up and, and definitely hurt them. It's kinda like United where they were all in the same position. And all of a sudden, you're starting Jesus and Enkedia together up top, which is not a ideal situation. Um, they Martinelli would have torn us to shreds, um, and yeah, Jorginho obviously ended up costing them two points in this one. So, yeah, he gave I, that ball away. Yeah, and it's all and on I, him. I um, and and they they really the the we totally outmuscled them in the midfield after. Declan Rice left at halftime. Um, it was pretty even before that, but they were completely um, physically dominated in the in the second half. Um, I do think Rice is very good at what he does. I mean, he probably needs to be a complete box to box guy, basically like Rodri is if you want to compete with City. So I mean, he's very good at what he does. Is he worth a hundred million? I would say no. Um, but there's a very steep drop off between him and Jorginho, and that definitely showed. Jorginho is not good at anything but penalty kicks. 
Yeah, I, I mean, would agree with that. I mean, you can just you can look at their you can just read off Arsenal's substitutes list right now, and we can talk yeah. about whatever they have injuries or whatever. But El Nenny, who I couldn't believe is still on. I you know how I learned El Nenny was still on Arsenal is when I fired up the new FIFA game, and I I pulled him out. <laughs> I pulled him out of a pack, and I was like, El That's Nenny great. is still on Arsenal, and he is. El Nenny. I mean, I think Tomiyasu is decent. He doesn't really fit in this team. Cedric, you know, uh, he's terrible. Kivior is a young defender who's never done anything, come from the Polish league. Ramsdale, yeah. Scamsdale, he's gone. Ha- <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> Havertz, who we, we just talked about. Reese Nelson, who is a, he's a kid. He might be talented, but he's a kid. Jorginho, who we talked about. And Smith Rowe, who has not featured in an Arsenal game in two years. For yeah. whatever reason, so that's their depth right now. Which is which? So back to the original question, I think they do have a problem, and I think that also Zinchenko is not good enough of a left back to kind of anchor. And he's playing an important position for them. Fullback is important in Arteta's system. I think Ben White is good enough because he offers some kind of like speed in the attack down the wing. I don't think Zinchenko does enough things. Well, he's just kind of like an all-rounder, mediocre player. He's yeah. good. He's good, like you know, but he can't. You can't carry him when you have rest. The rest of your team pieces falling apart. Yeah, and I don't so, think they they certainly didn't plan to. That's why they bought Timber. So, do you guys think True. that this was points dropped for Arsenal, Pete, or you think this is, you know, whatever? I think it's definitely points dropped. I mean, they completely dominated us for. 13 years at the Emirates and that's even when we finished above them in the table so mm-hmm. if you're an Arsenal fan and you come into this game you're thinking this should Bad. definitely be three points if you're serious about contending for the title you absolutely have to win this game and not only that yeah. but you want to send out a message for you know your rival who's supposedly up and coming you just want to smash him to bits and be like oh this is you know yeah back to reality for this, this is a mentality that... it's a mentality problem we've talked about sure it before is. i was sure and i was is. impressed with tottenham's mentality in this game yeah i think there were uh, it, we easily and in past years we have folded after giving up a i wouldn't say the one thing about the goal is you know you leave Saka open 16 to 18 yards out for a free mm-hmm. shot you're you're asking for trouble yeah, that's a it, it is a unfortunate deflection but if you let him do that enough times he's going to score most of the time so um but i think that um to come back twice when you're down in that kind of an atmosphere um, yeah i agree and just keep your cool like you know the 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 layoff on both goals by madison are absolutely perfect same with the finish and it's just like you know in these games you have to be absolutely clinical and so, you have to pick, finish this pickup yeah so are you you guys are out of the carabao cup right pete so you don't have to worry about playing this week and and like we don't maybe play any games him. this year other than premier <laughs> <laughs> we actually opted out of the fa cup because we just don't want to play in it but that's, that's that's honestly it's a good thing that you don't have europe and you don't have the carabao cup right now because that means that madison can stay healthy hopefully because he he does produce when he's healthy he yeah, always he really has. does I was I was really surprised that it didn't seem like there were a lot of other teams in for him, and maybe I just missed that. But... I, you know, I was I was 
excited when we got him, but I was more excited mm-hmm. when we got Richarlison. Like I, I watched <laughs> Madison play, and I thought he was good. You know, I thought he was a good player. Obviously, the injury background. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to tell with these guys when they're on bad teams. Yeah. Like, you really don't know how good they are individually. Yeah. But, like, he fits in perfectly in Big Ainge's system. Like, he's just mm-hmm. been given license. He's got the number 10 role. Like, he came in and you're just like, you're the guy. You know, Harry's Kane's gone, so you have to create. And he's taking the torch and run with it. I mean, the partnership between him and, and Son is really... Well, I'll say awesome. he he definitely, you know, not to disparage Vardy, who has been a great goal scorer in the Prem, but I think he's a little bit of a one-dimensional player, even if he does that dimension really well. I think it's it, it's going to help Madison's abilities shine that Son is a more dynamic player. Um, it would have been crazy if you had kept Kane and also gotten Madison. You had Kane, Madison, and Son. Then, then I'm really guys... pissed that we got rid of Kane, like um, looking right now. Really pissed. Yeah, but like, I, I think you have some other you have some other really dynamic players around them too. Like, I, I like the way your midfield's looking, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name on the on the fullback Udoji? Yeah, looks like Udog, a beast, Udogi? man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that dog in him. Yeah, he's got that. No, dog he looks in like him. a guy who's been in the prem for years. He just looks looks mm-hmm. like a vet, and I, I he. Foolishly fouled Saka, got a yellow card in the 30th minute, and you're like, oh man, this yeah, is gonna be a like long day for coming. him out there. You're playing against like the best one-on-one winger in the league. You know, it's a matter of time. But he yeah. settled down. He had the be- a terrible back pass that Enkedia probably should have done better with, and that could have been another That's chance true. for them to nick it. But that that, bag that is Arsenal, though. Yeah. Well, I think James one of their big problems, which I didn't mention, chances. is they have too many guys who are not like clinical finishers when you look at city there's always like one or two players who over the course of like a five to ten game span are just like can't yeah. miss like gundagon grelish holland's yeah. been basically since he came there but um Ma- marez like they just have these streaks where they yeah they do not miss yeah. and arsenal have these guys who are the opposite like and Jesus, not yeah. not really Saka. Saka's been fine, but um, Martinelli gets injured all the time. There's just not enough guys in there that when one or two guys are down, that they're gonna pick the team up uh-huh. on their shoulders and you know get your team three points. That's how you win titles, and that's I, how Arsenal loses titles. I was gonna say I also don't think that Arteta has really figured out what his best attacking you know yeah. five is. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think watching him put Vieira in and then Havertz in, it's like they actually are missing um, – what's his name? Trussard. Uh, no, no, no. The guy that transferred out, the clown that always got red cards. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, um, Ken's boy. Granite. Granite Shaka, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> he leaves for one second and he leaves our brains forever. Uh, they're <laughs> kind of missing sign. him because they knew what he was going to do. And like Vieira – I don't know. I think Vieira could be good to unlock low blocks, uh, but I don't think he can play in the midfield of the Prem. I, I mean, he had one Kyle game. The whole reason he started this game is because he had like he had a decent performance in the last time out as a sub, and he starts yeah. the game. Like yeah. to so, me, like Trossard needs to be playing. He's hurt. He was hurt for this one. 
But he, but he's also been in and out of the team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's he always been preferred. Is. I don't he understand like why, stars. why um, Havertz has been preferred preferred to him. Yeah, that makes no. I think they're just trying to fit him in, like give him time and see if he can gel. But we've seen Havertz uh, in ninety positions under four coaches at Chelsea, uh, Germany. He's not doing well for Germany either. He really hasn't done well in in years. Uh, other than scoring a Champions League winner, which is a big deal. Um, but, you know, the consistency you need to play on a team that has title ambitions, uh, it's definitely not there. All right, guys, so we put we spent 20 minutes on that. I want to talk about the next title t- contending team, James Lewis. Liverpool 3, West Ham 1. A great win for Liverpool. Probably their most comprehensive win so far. Uh, Salah gets his penalty goal. Darwin, the donkey, Nunez scores, and Jota... Darwin scored, scored and well. it was a nice goal. And what they, yeah, what no those. one's talking about in this game is the absolute, like, ridiculous miss that he had, <laughs> like, 15 minutes earlier, where he was on the penalty spot and he put it out of the stadium. Yeah. Did you that's see that? Just, that's who he is. Yeah. I mean, he's going to score nice goals and he's going to miss goals, but you can't have a guy leading your line if you're trying to consistently win things who who misses like that, has his incredible misses. You just can't. You know. um, I mean, you got. I know. Recently, you seem to really love talking up Liverpool and all yeah. these players that they bought. They're good. Um, they're good, man. They do seem like they're decent, but I still have questions about their defense, which Definitely. has not been good. I mean, I'm with you, but they are scoring enough goals. They have three goals in their last one, two, three, four matches. Uh, let's see. Let's see if it goes back to five. Not quite, but. Five of six, they have three goals in all those. They've let up goals in all those games as well. Um, but the bottom line is they're scoring and they're playing the way they need to play. Their defense, the back door is open, James. So maybe if they run into some more difficult teams, then they might have a hard time. But West Ham coming into this game was in good form, and Liverpool played well and played yeah. them off the pitch basically. I mean, it was it was somewhat closer early in the game. I mean, it was one one for. Yeah a decent amount of time. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool have done a good job of bringing in dynamic players. I don't know if they're, you know, long-term going to be great players, but, but like Sabazlai, I mean, good. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. Um, yeah. You know, McAllister, yeah. I think will come good, even though I don't think he's been great for Liverpool by any stretch. Well, what, what, wait, what do you need from McAllister? That's the question. Because well, if you need him to be your DM, that's not what he is. He's like kind of a all-around kind of guy with no real like. He was not really know, an all-around kind of guy when he was at Brighton. He was there. Well, he doesn't defend that well. It's true. Yeah, Give him a slight edge towards offense. He was their main attacking force. Like he, yes, he's a central. He plays like central mid, but it's always with an attacking slant. I think that that's yeah. not really what Liverpool are asking him to do. I'm not. It's not as bad as the situation where, you know, Arteta is asking. Declan Rice to just stay put, you know, 35 yards away from his goal with a stake <laughs> in the ground. It's not that bad, but I, but it does. I mean, I think McAllister has had issues fitting mm-hmm. into the system so far. Um, but again, but like he's a, an undoubtedly talented player. So they've done a good job of bringing in dynamic players, which is what I was saying. Um, yeah. Endo made an appearance in this game. Um, good for him. Yeah, good for you. Good for him. Seriously. We'll see how that goes. Gravenberch, I think, is a is an interesting pickup. Could be something. Yeah. Never really took off at Bayern, but was 
extremely heralded when he was at Ajax. So you never know what Klopp's going to be able to get out of him. Um, yeah. I think it's and interesting that Matip was preferred to Kanate in this game. You don't think that Matip would always be preferred when it's Van Dyke and Matip? When when Matip is healthy, I Matip's mean... Matip's not they, good. Matip's not... I mean, he's not... He's no. not bad. No, he is. Kanate is way better than he is. Kanate mm-hmm. is, I think, better from a pure defensive yeah, I standpoint. I think what, what Klopp wanted in this game was maybe a little bit more passing range. But I think mm-hmm. Matip next to Gomez is a disaster waiting to happen. And Gomez playing yeah, fullback on this game. I think Matip yeah, next right. to Van Dyke is still slow. They're both slow, man. Van Dyke I mean, has slowed are, down a lot. But as long as Liverpool is scoring three times, that's kind of my point. They continue to roll through teams that they need to. They beat Villa at home. These are all home matches, by the way. Liverpool has had a bunch of home matches already. This West Ham game is home. Yeah. Um, the Tottenham this weekend will be their first big away match. That's a big test. There are three Chelsea, things that I'd say about Liverpool's start. I think they've started off very and well. Newcastle. They look very good. But the yeah. first thing is that they've been very healthy, much healthier than most of the other teams did. You know, injury luck. Um, mm-hmm. The second thing is that um, they have not had that many games when they've really been tested. When they went to Newcastle, they were very fortunate to come out of there with a win. Other than you know, um, what Nunez up top having two exceptional finishes. Um, other than his performance, you know, they really were outplayed by Newcastle, got an early red card, and were in big trouble. Uh-huh. Um, and the the third thing is they really haven't had that many tests. You know, they haven't gone and played that many difficult games. They haven't played City. They haven't played Arsenal. Um, they haven't played Tottenham United. away. They haven't played United. So. You know, we'll see what they're really made of Frightened. coming up. Yeah. And they have shipped the first goal, I think, four out of their six games this season, which yeah, is a damning stat. I mean, they shipped the and first cannot, goal against Wolves. Yeah, you game. cannot um, continue to do that throughout the season. That was the old United. That was the old the, United, United under Ole. Yeah. yeah. Good. You enter halftime down, try to figure out how to come back and win 3-2. Yeah, and to Pete's point, you know, Tottenham next away and then Brighton away. They do have some cup matches in between, but those are their next two Prem matches. Um, so you're you going to win find those out. two, and we'll talk about title contending. Yeah, but this is a good win for them. Three to one over West Ham team that's looked pretty sharp early. Um, now they roll into the Carabao Cup tomorrow against Leicester at home. Probably see the backups. Leicester is. Not a good team, and obviously they're in the championship now. So <laughs> that is not a good team. They are not a good team, <laughs> and I haven't really heard much from them. Um, I don't. I haven't heard a peep about Leicester. So I don't even know where they are in the championship. Uh, let's see here, Leicester. Oh, they're in first place, guys. They're seven zero and one. Look at that. Wow. Maybe they are a good team. Anyway, they're Level in the above championship. Above the championship. Yeah, so nice win for Liverpool. They are, I mean, the reason I'm talking about them is because they are 5-1-0. and zero. They have played Newcastle. They have played Villa. Um, they have played Chelsea. That doesn't really count. Um, but they they are looking good. It's worth it. Give them their flowers, guys. 3-1 win. Um, another team that deserves flowers. Manchester United beats Burnley, guys. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. 
Don't call you it a comeback. You needed those three points so bad. Yes. We, I can feel the tension oh. building up for you and Joey before the Yeah, match. they chalked off. A goal chalked off again on a call that, like, they just don't call it. You know where they call the interference where somebody's in front of the goalie and you're off sides and it's like, well, usually they don't call that. that. I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was correct. The call was correct. I thought they, it was correct. It's usually not as much. yeah. It's but it's usually not as just like obvious as that that one was. Yeah, like it's and more like of I a said, like the players are usually further away from the keeper. Yeah, or they don't make contact, and both things happen in this case. Um, but Johnny Evans jumps up and knocks a ball in. You guys know that it that this is his two hundredth game as a Manchester United player. I saw that. And after the match, he was like, "I never thought in a million years that I would ever be able to hit two hundred for Manchester United," because I left. He's like, "I left when I was like twenty six. I'm just happy like, to I mean, be here, guys. I, was, I mean, that's what he is right now. <laughs> Thirty five. That's the guys you want in your starting lineup. I mean, I don't want him in my starting lineup. He's our fifth center back. Maybe sixth if you want to play like Casemiro there. But yeah, when I saw the lineup the come out, I texted you guys Horrible. and I was like, this is the li- the worst lineup you guys have put out in a very long time. Just because of injuries. I mean, you've had so many injuries, it's ridiculous. You're playing like Tottenham's fourth yeah. string left back and yeah. your own fifth string right winger. Yeah, you, we, uh, I mean, first of all, your comment about this being the worst Manchester United lineup in a while. Somebody didn't live through the Tom Cleverly days. Well, that is a while, though. That is a while. <laughs> it is, it is. It's Tom like Cle- 10 years Didn't you point. have a midfield one time? It probably would have been Tom Cleverly and Darren Gibson in center. Midfield. Darren Gibson and Fabio. That was a yeah. um, starting lineup against a bad team. But uh, Fabio was a left and right back. Not a center midfielder. Anyway, yeah, United's lineup coming into this. Um, Johnny Evans is 35, 36 years old. Lindelof uh, actually has played well under Ten Hag. Um, he has. He's He moves forward, and he's not asked to do as much strict defending, and has been decent. Um, he's still our third center back playing. Uh, Regulon actually got hurt in this game. Pete pulled his hamstring. <laughs> oh, no. That is our fourth I was, I was string. Watching oh, him, I hadn't out. seen him play in a while, and um, I was having flashbacks to he's like a half decent player outside of both mm-hmm. boxes, and the second he yeah. steps inside either the final third or his own defensive third, he's like the worst player in the field. It's like a magical. <laughs> he if he could just play fifteen yards either side of halfway. Yeah, yeah. You're like you see him making these bombing runs. You're like, oh, he's got a lot yeah. of space, and then he tries to cross the ball. When there's no one within 30 yards of him, and it's nowhere close to the goal, and you're like, no. oh, that's why he's uh, not in anybody's plans. Yeah, yeah, he he, he played all right, though. I mean, it, it's Burnley, guys. He tries. Like, I'm not gonna, he tries. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy over a Burnley win, but it was we were desperate for three points, and the way things have been going, the bounces, etc., um, we just needed something that was – you just needed to win. Get out of there with you the win. You just needed with the, with the, Bruno – Pruno to, to pull the a class moment out. Grown up on your team this year to absolutely smash that Van Persie volley into yeah. the side netting. That that's the sweetest strike, man. That over the shoulder first timer across the body. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, I it's an impossible I, shot. It it really was. Um and I've never ever been able to do anything like that. It, it's like 
There I've, are so few players. Like What's that? I've hit a goal like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. It was in Taiwan. You, it was in Taiwan. <laughs> it was in a different country. You've never ball. been there. A 50-yard lofted <laughs> ball. If you heard lofted ball while you're while you're running with a guy on you, have it go over your shoulder and to volley it so sweetly that it's not it's low. It was a low shot. That's how well he hit it. I mean that ball has every Can't right to go better. into Rosie. No, that's an amazing goal. Um, that I mean like if you really if you're putting all the pieces together on that, like that probably should be could be goal of the season. Yeah, it's I think there. I think there's a good in terms of technique. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, um, real quick, Tom, before I forget, James, do you remember during preseason when uh, you saw Johnny Evans in their squad, and you said, "Oh, Johnny Evans is—he's uh, going to be your starting center back this year." And Tom's like, "No, they're not even going to sign him to the he squad. Was, he's just—he's you know just making up the numbers." He was a lot then, meaner than that when he said it. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then uh, he makes the the squad. And Tom's like, oh, he's the fifth back because McGuire's leaving. And uh, then McGuire stayed. And then four more guys get injured. And sure enough, there's Johnny Evans in the lineup, just like James said during preseason. Hey. I, I hate to give the guy credit, but. I, pre- Pete, I appreciate this. You you went back far for that one. Because <laughs> I remember yeah. it because I was laughing so hard because Tom, I nobody really thought he was going to make the roster i did no (laughs) and to be fair to me it was always under the guise that he was the fifth center back you know and then when he got when he when he signed his contract it was like all right well here he goes you have him as a champions league homegrown player which is important you guys have scott carson in the gap in his teeth playing on manchester city in the champions league like he's not your backup carrying three goalies he is a great locker room guy yeah, with two Champions League titles, I believe. I think yeah. it's two. Yeah, it's two, and they're both in Istanbul. Yeah, he won who, who with Liverpool in Istanbul, and he won with Liverpool, us in okay. Istanbul. I thought it was Liverpool. I don't want to give them credit. Um, but yeah, so bottom line is he played well. Evans played well. He's old, um, and it shows. But he had the assist in the game, and he Great now assist. has more assists than um, than Mudrik does in his Chelsea career. <laughs> for sure. 30 matches played. Not kidding. That is really low of you. Yeah, I'm here. That was I'm a great, punches. by the way, great pass. Oh, give, yeah. give him uh, credit for that it. pass. That was an amazing yeah. pass. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, I saw it. That's why I was bringing it up. But United, don't blow out Burnley. Burnley is bad, guys. Uh, we need to get into that conversation on who's getting relegated because Luton is terrible. Sheffield United is not good. Burnley's bad. Everton's bad. Um, am I missing anybody? Forest seems like they'll be okay because the rest of these guys are Wolves. bad. But like, Wolves is still going to have trouble. I think Wolves will scrape through. These guys are just so bad. Everton. Like, I thought Burnley was terrible. United did not play them off the park, but Burnley was terrible. They had 60% possession. It was between their center backs. They did nothing um, offensively in this game. They never came close. I mean, well, they don't have any um, Premier League and also, players on their team. They also just got like, bounced out of the League Cup by Exeter City. Yeah. So um, maybe that's a point in their favor because they're not going to have that 
extra yeah. couple. So L- Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield have played 16 games and have 13 losses and 3 draws. And they've shipped over 50 goals. <laughs> That's true. I'm not kidding. That's how many it is. Jeez. That's scary. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a no bueno. I, I don't know, like, I think Burnley isn't good either. Burnley doesn't have any wins. They have three draws. Yeah, but so those Luton, three teams Burnley, are Sheffield are atrocious. And then you've got another set of three who could get relegated yeah. in if if any of those other teams steps up in Everton, Wolves, Bournemouth. Yeah. I, I agree. And then there's Chelsea. I I, I, I'm not going to dance on <laughs> Burnley's <laughs> – we'll get to that game next. The, I'm not going to dance on Burnley's, like, grave when we won 1-0. But like you said, Pete, this is a desperate win. Um, the way things have been going, got to get the win. It is early. I know all that crap. But you just got to start turning the ship around a little bit. A lot of injuries. You're just trying to get a win away at the, uh, you know, James, at the old mortar grounds. Mm. Uh, the Burnley. Mm. You know, they, they play a different style than they used to. But the fans... When we're scanning around the fans, maybe it's time. You know how in, like, uh, games in China, James, during the World Cup, they put fake fans in. Uh, they'd, like, CGI fans in for the actual Chinese viewers um, to, like, uh, I don't know, make it so you couldn't see the rainbow flags or something like that whenever they mm-hmm. came up. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Burn- we need to do for Burnley matches. Like, do, uh, like, the FIFA... It'd be too you know, suspicious, NPCs. like, if you CGI'd all of them having, like, a full set of teeth, though. Um, we should we should certainly ban close up lenses on the cameras. Yeah, we, this it's, is one of those cases. It's like it's like porn. It's like you don't need high def. You don't need 4K. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the old Satanta feeds. You're Remember better off. Feeds, you're better guys? off without it. Actually, Satanta, something should be blurry. <laughs> the Satanta. What was it? 720p maybe feeds that they would. Yes, get, Satanta uh, Sports. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, taking me back. I don't care. I just wanted to watch the game. The fact that I can watch the game on my phone now is, like, all I wanted. Didn't matter. You just kicked the ball. Yeah, that's fine. Tom Cleverly again? Now, now the the thing about Burnley is, I mean, they're definitely – they try to play some good stuff, and they do have good passages of play. They they don't have the – I mean, I think it's what happens to most promoted teams. Yeah. They don't have the talent. To, to pull it off or yeah. I, what where it really comes down it's not really the attacking stuff that gets them down I think because mm-hmm. you always have a puncher's chance right but yeah. it's defense it's defense it's like you know it's like leads like you're playing you're playing in the prem with guys that have been with you since you were in the third division mm-hmm. guess what like over the course of a season they're not going to be good enough no yeah. You you can like it's a it's a cool story it's that the romantic story you know that everyone loves that's what Luton mm-hmm. Town I mean they haven't bought anybody and every yeah. every mistake you make in the prem like Jorginho yeah. this weekend you get absolutely punished man like it's yeah. a brutal league that is completely unforgiving you just can't like yes. uh, Newcastle just absolutely shellacking um who was that chef. Yes. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's that's just what happens in the prem if you yeah have an off we can, day. We can just go to that game briefly, just to have just to kind of transition over since we're talking about the worst teams in the prem. Uh, Newcastle eight, Sheffield United zero at Sheffield United. Um, eight different scorers, guys. Pretty amazing for Newcastle. That's a record. That's a record. 
Yeah. And Newcastle, they're not, they weren't doing badly, but they needed some results uh, coming off their loss to Brighton, coming off their loss to Liverpool. You know, they have these high hopes. They go... Um, already have three losses a, in the season, even. Yeah, they already Difficult have schedule, losses. but I mean, three losses. Yeah, and, and you're looking for them to... You know, everybody had an eye on them now. It's not like last year where they, they could sneak under the radar for a while. Everybody's watching Newcastle right Ken will now. tell you it's because of the change in the uh, time-wasting rules. Ugh, yeah. yeah, I don't know I why don't he's so he's down on Newcastle. They're not that bad. No, and they'll put it together. I don't want to play them um, when they put it together. I'd rather play them when they when they aren't. But uh, they absolutely destroyed Sheffield United. And it was one of those games, guys, where the goals, they come in so often, it was like a little league game, you know, where the other team tries to get the ball out kind of, and just it just goes right to Newcastle, and they immediately get an open opportunity at goal. They had 15 shots on target out of 22 shots. It actually That's reminded ridiculous. me of when they shellacked us last year and they just scored every two minutes and I had to turn it off. Yeah, it's a no way now. <laughs> I think United have had some games like that against... Just like 3 nothing after games. like 18 minutes. Yeah, and, and I guess the big thing here is for Sheffield United, I mean, you, you, you take a beating like that and goal differential matters. They're at negative 12, six games in. Um, they have one draw and five losses. That's just, it's really not good. I, I don't see them being able to pull it out. And it just gets, you know, puts a bow on our conversation about those three teams being very poor teams and not really having a chance um, right now, in my opinion, to stay up. And it's better off if you're going to be that team, it's better off to just take your licks like Luton, you know, Save all your money and bank it, and then you go down. You, you fix you fix some infrastructure stuff, and you come back up. And, and honestly, guys, in our in our lifetimes as soccer fans, that's what Sheffield United has been, right, James? It just they might stay up for a season or two, but you know they're mainly a yo-yo team, right? Yeah, they're they're gonna have a rough time. They're gonna have a rough time. Yeah, uh, there was that of- one. Wasn't there that one season they finished like ninth? Yeah, they had yes. those, like overlapping and, and they were center the top backs. Four. They were in the top four for a lot of the season, I think. And Dean Henderson. Yeah, that was, was where he made his name. That's where he made his name. Dino the Great. Sure. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about teams having a rough time, guys. Aston Villa won Chelsea zero. At oh, my Bridge. God. Another um, loss. This is a good time for me to bring this up. I was going to wait till the very end, but I, uh-huh. I like it now because we're going to get to pile on Chelsea a little bit. Um, mm. They had a supercomputer predict final Premier League positions. It simulated uh, the Premier League season's current schedule a thousand times using so a hundred thousand times, sorry. A hundred thousand times using all these crazy data sets or whatever. Do you want to guess where it has Chelsea finishing? Before or after the season starting? Uh, This is after. This is as of yesterday. Oh. 16th. I mean, is it based on anything? Like, do they have like the players' attributes or anything, or is it just like? It's based on it's based on results. It's based like like a large 
backlog of results plus like current right. situation yeah. and results okay. in the season. It's artificial intelligence. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, but it's AI. It's like, they can it's, grab it's whatever using they want. Game stats. It's using yeah. game stats. I mean, they're it's they're, they're pulling GPS data. 15. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you. It's not like FM where you run it through and FM's right. keeping attributes. It's like it's, based it's on AI, game Tom. flow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Pete. It's you a, hey, that. Yeah. Tom, it's AI. <laughs> Tom. All right. Jeez, do you? Does he under? Does he know what AI is, Pete? I knew what AI is, guys. Somebody better tell him. Love AI. Love AI. One of my favorite basketball players ever. Love AI. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chelsea loses. They're bad. Yeah. Where, where did you think? Where did you say they were going to end up? You didn't say. I'm asking. I'm asking you guys to guess where where the where points. the AI F- yeah predicted fifteenth, ninth, ninth. Oh, good team. One. Uh, one place improvement from last season. I think that's actually their the XG uh, table. <laughs> finish so it's one of those things where they're actually well it's table, AIP. I think they're up there <laughs> I hate you the xg table they're up there like with positive xg or whatever but it it doesn't really matter because they don't have a striker so like you can give me all the xg you want to but if it you doesn't don't really matter finish, if you never score what was that one XG game is through the roof what was that one game they had where like sterling scored two goals and they thought that. they thought that that was like the answer. We're back. We're back. Luton. Sterling's back. Yeah, that's right. They beat Luton. Luton. Sterling's back. We scored two goals. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Poch has fixed it. Yeah, it's like instead. A, I feel like there are players who are XG heroes, real goal zeros. Yeah, that's a are. great. That's a great tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like most of Arsenal's team. Boom boom. You got Gabriel Jesus. He's on that team. Um, Kai Havertz is a is an all star on the XG no goal team. So, <laughs> um, and I think I think Raheem Sterling is there. Same thing. Yeah. Mudrik isn't doing anything. Mudrik does he even generate XG at this point? I don't know. No, he doesn't. Nicholas Jackson generates XG. They have, he gets in good positions, but he can't score. Well, they have Mudrik playing. Like oh they 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 have Modric playing a wing back now. They're playing him instead of Chilwell, who's been their best player this season. Anywhere you can put him. Like who is David David Washington, by the way? Every time I look at Chelsea's <laughs> roster, I I find a player that I've never ever heard of. In like they they just bought twenty players for fifty million each. David Washington actually is a he's a uh, pretty highly rated young Brazilian talent. We'll I see. We'll watch him die. We'll watch him die. We'll watch him die at Chelsea. You haven't found David Washington, then I don't know if you're really playing football manager. And I'm not seeing any of these players. Anyway, Chelsea loses again at Stamford Bridge. They don't look good when they when they were playing. It doesn't look like they know what they're doing again. Um Caicedo is wandering around the field. This is one of the best players in the league last year. That is totally lost. They don't have any, like, solid attacking players. Malo Gusto gets sent off. He looks like what I think Chelsea's team is right He's now. He's the characterization player, of Chelsea. Yes. He's like a manifestation that was, like, birthed after, <laughs> as, a, as a result of all their poor results and spending all that money. It's like, oh, they found this thing in the locker. And Are you, just are you saying he's ugly? grew into Malo Gusto. Are you saying he's ugly? I mean, he's not, like, astoundingly ugly. We're not going back into Burnley. But, like, he just looks like a player that you've never heard of 
and doesn't play well, but is on Chelsea for big money for nine years, for the next nine years, and he gets sent <laughs> off in the sixth minute to lose them, or the sixtieth minute to lose them the game. Like what, that's what he is. Like Malo Gusto. Malo means bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it means bad. Like I feel like it's. But what like does a, Gusto mean? <laughs> it's Tom's uh, breaking something. out his uh, Spanish chops. But would you? Yeah, would you believe me if Gusto's I told you? Like, he's, I like. I like this. But you know he's so. French. I know that's what I'm saying. Like in in Spanish, it it, it translates to like. I like bad, but he's not Spanish. It, it just fits in, though. With, like, oh, yeah, we're tricking you. Like, he's actually French here, but malo gusto means, like, I like bad in Spanish. We're just going to pretend like it doesn't. It bottom line is it fits perfectly for what Chelsea is. Um, and they're bad. I mean, they're already no nine points. They're nine points out of fourth place, and they have, like, five teams in front of them who are – uh, more than I mean, five teams in front of them that are contenders for that fourth spot. They they have one win, three losses, and two draws. This game was at home, and the last game they they drew Bournemouth, and the game before that they lost to Nottingham Forest at home. Like oh, they I haven't gotten any they better. Lost to Nottingham Forest. Nottingham at home? Forest at home. Losing to Nottingham Forest is one thing. Drawing to Bournemouth. However, both of those are bad. They lost a force at home, though. Like, that's worse. So they lose hmm. the Villa here. Villa's not bad. But Chelsea is bad. And, I mean, are we already starting the, the conversation where oh we're like, God. okay. Oh, my God. Did you look at their schedule? Yes, they play Brighton. That's a, that is a Carabao Cup game, at least. They Fulham, play Brighton. A couple easy ones. And then they yeah, play so. Arsenal. Brentford's not an easy game. Then they no, play lucky. Tottenham away, City Chelsea, Newcastle. City at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, United away. Oh my God, they are dead. So, James, where is Chelsea at the halfway point of the season? Where are they on the table? I think they're 12th place. 12th place, okay. Pete, where do you think they're There's no way they're going to get above 10th with that run of games. Because they've lost I, I, to bad teams. They haven't even played good teams. Well, that's why I put them in 12th. Yeah, I think they're in 12th, and they're in, like, the scrum above those those putrid teams we are talking about. They're in that 12th scrum. 12th is really like, bad midseason. I know. <laughs> they are really bad. And the next question is, do they fire Pochettino? Right now it seems like, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. They're going to lose a lot of those games. They're not playing well, and they don't even have, like, a set lineup. I, I think, Pete, you keep saying this over and over again. It's a poison chalice, uh, Chelsea is. Like, you oh, just, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take that job. In they might years. fire Pochettino, but, I, but I like, and they might. I mean, they might, and you, you, there's probably arguments for it or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, the coach is the one responsible. I think the right thing for them to do is to not fire Poch. They're going to go yeah. through maybe – another couple seasons of being bad, but they have to let him prune this, yeah. this team down. The one thing that I'm not sure, the one thing I'm not sure about, I, I believe fully that Chelsea are in like the worst morale moment that, that a team can be in. I mean, yeah. they could not be feeling worse about themselves right now. They are all mm-hmm. extremely well-paid, extremely expensive football players. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Luttentown right here who are probably just like, yeah. you know, they, they might feel bad that they suck but they're also really happy to be in the prem 
That is not the feeling that any of these Chelsea players have. And their mm-hmm. fans are used to winning. And their fans are used to winning. The fans are on decades. But like, here's where I'm not sure, right? Because I'm not sure that Poch is a great is the guy you want coaching a like. I don't think he's a morale guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if these players aren't rallying for Poch yet, and they should have been now by now, if they're not rallying around Poch now then, you know, is he the guy? Like, you know, you you almost need someone that's that's focused is like, cause it's not, it's obviously not all down to tactics, right? I mean, I'm not going to slight Poch's tactics. I think they're great. It's not about that at this point. It's about these players who are like, I mean, they might be suicidal, you know? I just don't know who can, I mean, who can go in there and Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like pull them out of this. Do you, do you guys think that they need somebody young with a lot of energy um, who, you know, just basically say, I mean, okay, that's well, what Potter was. Lost. Potter, they brought him in, you know, yeah, as like young up-and-comer, a lot of energy, you know. I, the, the problem is it's just like it's completely unmanageable to have that many players. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no continuity. There's a different lineup every week. There's always ten guys who aren't in the squad who are pissed off. Yeah. It's a disaster. It's impossible. It's absolutely like right. if he pulls the sail of the tailspin, I'll be really impressed. I mean, they have the the one thing that they have is as much talent, you know, on paper as anybody else. But it just doesn't do any good when you can't put a real team out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last thing I'll say about Chelsea, we spent too much time on them, is that. Um, Unless they score against Brighton, they they still have this match. They will not have a goal in September in five matches, so um, they will not have a goal of the month contender. I guess they. Might Did they have, have any training. own goals? Maybe they scored an own goal. <laughs> that could be. It. I don't actually know, um, but I guess guys, when we we're talking about title contenders, maybe we should have included Brighton, um, as they have five wins out of six in the season. Brighton win 3-1 to one over the Mouth. The Mouth have three draws. They're trying to hang in there, but uh, Brighton's way too good for the Mouth. They win 3-1. to one. Um, Matoma scores two more goals, having a really brilliant start to the season. How long, guys, until we start hearing about Chelsea uh, in for Matoma? They probably want to go for a matomo Deserby package deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a joke, but it's not, guys. Like, they just... They just spent $110 million on Caicedo. And, and I think, honestly, because it's Chelsea, Chelsea has almost erased all the other conversations about bad signings. I mean, that's great for a, a fan of Manchester United. Um, all the other conversations are moot because of how bad Chelsea have been signing players and how much money they've spent. They've, like, eliminated the conversation. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's kind of crazy, actually. Like you can't. Yeah, no yeah. one's even really still talking about Havertz. I no mean, just us. Havertz. Yeah. Um, no one's talking about Jaden Sancho, except for United fans right now. No one's talking. He deleted about his, his socials, was, by the way. What's that? Jaden Sancho deleted his Instagram. Yes, he um, deleted them after uh, a video came out of him playing FIFA. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the Bayern Munich Manchester United game, 
um, online, and then he was yeah. somebody had another clip of him playing at 3 a.m. Um, before a game, and uh, all these stories came out afterwards. But we don't need to talk about that. My point is that <laughs> no one's talking about those things. Pepe, uh, the Arsenal signing, like all of a sudden, I mean, like I said, great for me. Washes over. No, no one's talking about Maguire for five minutes. It's all like Chelsea. Yeah, it's they pretty just, good for you guys. They bought it's up good. all these players for thirty percent more than the worst signings were in Prem history. Like no one's even talking about Lukaku right now. It's just like, oh well, we could talk about those guys. But remember when Chelsea spent two hundred and thirty million on 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 the central midfield pairing, and they can't win a game. They have five wins in twenty twenty three still. Five, five wins. In Can you guys like imagine if we matches. had a Chelsea fan on the podcast? Used to, the no. beatings, used to. The beatings they would have taken over this yeah. past eighteen months. We had Rack used to listen. He doesn't. I listen mean, if anymore. he was like Ken, you'd never, you'd never see him. You would have seen him five times. Well, after each of the wins. Some of us return over and over again for the beating when our team sucks. Pete, it's admirable. Uh, <laughs> that Manchester United year uh, two years ago was. <laughs> Uh, a very high attendance rate. You're going through year. a bad time here, man. Uh, bad. I'm just really, but, I'm just really down, man. Yeah. yeah Who was your was... coach? What was it, Dave? The uh, guy. My coach? Oh, Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> you, you loved Ralph, dude. Oh God, that I was cannot the stand. Depths. The fans who, after Manchester United losses, they'll put a list of players that Ralph Rangnick recommended. Yeah. And it's like Jude Bellingham, Erling yeah. Holland, like Julian <laughs> Julian Alvarez. <laughs> Lionel Guess Messi. Guess what? He's on my list too. I want him to play for my under ten team. I'd love for Erling Holland to play for my team. That's not how it works. You can't just be like, Well, that guy's really good and I think we should get him. So then you have these United fans that put up there, they're like, Oh, if you know, everybody slates Ralph, but he knew ball. It's like no. <laughs> well, he didn't know anything. Are you able to really argue that because you don't know ball? Mm. Yes. And that's a fact. I can argue that other people don't know ball and still not know ball myself. I can do that. Okay. It's not a ball as long argument. As, as long as we're on the same page. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I hate you guys so much. By the way, speaking of not knowing ball, the people who said I didn't know ball were Pogba FC. Guys, where's Pogba <laughs> FC now? <laughs> where's Pogba FC now, guys? One of uh, uh, two Pogba. Twitter battles that Tom's gotten into in his life. Yes. Both won by Tom, by the way. 2-0. Oh. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, just ended with somebody saying, you don't know ball. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay. Uh, let's get back on track here, guys. Uh, Pog was uh, suspended, by the way, for, what is it, PEDs? Yeah, tested positive. Tested positive for doping. Tested positive. The suspension has not dropped yet. By the rules, it is three years, I think. But it's possible that band? it might only be one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, see ya. Ken, you know, Ken made a good point. You never see any um, positive drug tests in soccer. Oh, it's very, very make, rare. Come on. I mean, you day. never saw them in cycling either. Yeah. It's true. the... We're in baseball. They're, these are the dirtiest mm-hmm. sport. It's it's either there's it's one of two things or a combination of both. One, the people that are doping, the science is ahead of the police in that regard. You yeah, know, they don't catch up. I mean, you don't really hear that much about testing though. And I and I like the NFL dudes get all pissed off it. about the testing. Yeah, and they always yeah. talk about it. Well, 
Yeah, and, and, and then the other part is like, how lax are they really? Because at the end of the day, what they are selling, what's bringing them money mm -hmm. is an entertainment product. And players doping and performing better and being able to play 60 games a season, you think that, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy to think that there's guys out there that are going to be asked to play 60 games a season plus mm -hmm. for, you know, not counting international tournaments that come up for 10 years. Yeah. And like that's now the norm without yeah. supplementation it's crazy to think that i do wonder a little bit um i don't think you benefit from doping as much in soccer as mm -hmm. other sports the pure strength part of it running mm, yeah faster, maybe, I, ha but... I hard disagree i mean it's i think about, it's I about think recovery I... it's about recovery yeah the recovery thing actually james i think is a great point because i've heard some when they're talking about Messi and Ronaldo and like their injury records for their careers in their prime was astounding, astoundingly perfect. They were playing 60 matches at a high level. You're calling Lionel Messi a doping. No, year. I'm not. What I'm saying is. But Ronaldo, yes. Unlike, <laughs> unlike um, baseball where it's like, hey, these guys are hitting 80 home runs or 75 home runs now. It's not like that. Like, you're to me i think if you were to see doping in soccer it would be because it would be as a result of the injuries um like guys yeah it's recovery working it's recovery it's like the recovery you, part soccer was i don't a, think it's happening cycling much, wasn't but. really about the strength either cycling was a the big thing in cycling was blood doping well it was blood doping yeah well that yeah to raise your view to raise too. yeah well, yeah that that's i mean direct. i i think the the idea that the recovery part of it could definitely be um, something. I'm not saying that Ronaldo and Messi were doping. I'm saying that everything in possible was being done to make sure that they stayed healthy. And guys, even like you remember Van Persie when he hurt his ankle, all of a sudden they were like, "Oh yeah, like he injected like horse placenta." Horse placenta. I mean, listen. Ankle. Here's a here's a real here's a real example. Before the not this World Cup in Qatar, the previous one, mm -hmm. Axel Witzel tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm tore his Achilles, tore it. Three and a half months later, he's starting the first game for Belgium in the World Cup. That is God. unreal. And that is a he's fact. He's Belgium science. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, the path to like doping and stuff is exactly what you're saying, James, when it comes to soccer. I think it is, if we were to see it, it would be on the recovery side of it. Um, rather than guys running faster, you know, like Pete said, it doesn't affect the game the same way. But no, I do not think Ronaldo and Messi were on it. I've never heard anything like that. I'm just saying anything that could be done would be done. And once you're in that category, you start to think about doping, you know, when you see yeah. records like that. Yeah. And whatnot. Or when you're going to, you want to have a, I mean, there's all the, the money thing too, when you want to have a, a contract year. Mm -hmm. Yes, and now that they're playing seventy matches a season uh, with the internationals and stuff, like you could see that kind of thing. All right, guys. Uh, last game I want to talk about real quick: uh, Brighton three, Bournemouth one. I just want to touch base with Brighton as they win. Um, like I said, anything else you guys want to add to that game? We talked about Matoma uh, being a Player of the Month candidate. I hope Matoma. I hope Matoma doesn't again. go to a Chelsea. Although I'm sure that Chelsea are going to yeah. want to bring him on. Um, yeah. Yes, that would be. I think he's going to have a ton of teams interested in him. He's a winger who can probably the best one on one on that yeah. side. I hope he either goes to City or leaves the Prem. 
I could see him on yeah. City. That's a good point. Well, that's hate to see it. Doku. But... That's one side. And they have uh, Jackie the Great. Jackie out there too. Jackie. Um, I think got put in this I... weekend to uh, take a few hits at the end of the game. I think he'll end up um, on a good Champions League team. Like uh, I could see PSG signing him and him wasting his career there. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, they are looking for. I'm serious. Um, they're looking for uh, a left winger that can, you know, cause some oohs and ahs at PSG. They have the money for it. He's the hottest left winger this side of you know guys that are unreachable, Vinicius, guys like that. Um, I could That's see him going to a team like Brighton's that. got another two million dollar left winger. They probably just bought from Costa Rica, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Just wind Absolutely. them up. Ready yep. to go. Uh, the one... What's Brighton going to do with this money, by the way? Like Pocket it. You just, I mean, do you just like... I mean, you, you got to do something with it. You can pocket it, but... Do you just like buy a new stadium at some point? Because they have... I mean, Chelsea has paid them like $400 million in the last... It is pretty year. nuts. Yeah. It is pretty nuts. Uh, I don't know. I don't... Just, you you know, know, I read an article about... um teams in the prem and for some reason they had brighton flagged because like the amount of money that the ownership was spending like keeping the club afloat i I think Uh, they have they have a little bit of an issue with revenue Revenue. because Uh natural revenue yeah yeah so i think that it's not a situation where they're going to reinvest all that money turn it around and reinvest everything in the squad just not going to happen but it also could fall under that COVID umbrella. Um, when they were back when when COVID hit, uh, that that amount of money that you're allowed to put into your club, uh, it's kind of gray now. And some teams were fined over it. Uh, basically, that COVID year, they, they kind of like. I don't. Made it I don't wash. think it was an it was an FFP issue. Is more like they were going to get into trouble because they were relying so much on oh, okay. what on their injection. owner was putting in. Mm-hmm. Well, which kind of surprised me because I was like, "Oh, Brighton's well run. You know, they develop yeah. all these guys." But the finances of teams sometimes you never know. It's like, "Oh, yeah. this team's in trouble." I never would have would have guessed. Yeah. Well, I mean, Everton's in that boat, right? I mean, Everton spent a ton of money. They have high wages. If there's and... a negative category around finances, Everton is in it. Yes, <laughs> and Everton, I don't think a lot of their players have relegation clauses because they're all like prem veterans um it's very possible that if they were to go down they could sink you know um that's a killer if you if you get relegated and your players don't have that 25 percent relegation clause then the amount of income you have for the next season is like like it's like 40 percent or less of what you got in the prem and they can absolutely kill you so everton actually won this weekend guys three to one biggest win they'll have all year that's my prediction. Fun facts. Um, so, all right, guys. Good week. Um, I know we're looking forward to the Carabao Cup games. United already won. They play Palace again this weekend, again at uh, Old Trafford. But besides that, guys, any games catching your fancy? Liverpool, Tottenham, perhaps? Big game. Liverpool, Tottenham. Looking forward to it. Crowds, crowds, uh, crowds back. Mm-hmm. Sun's back, question mark? Never Sun left. Sun is back. Um, it's a biggie. I want to. We're going to play Wolves. So I hope instead of dropping a clanger, 
we hit them for like eight goals. That would be great. Ooh. Yes. I do. We didn't really mention it, but Rodri was sent off in that city win. Yeah, that's going to be a bad one. We're going to miss him out for the Arsenal game, which is yeah, huge. Um, we'll still win, but uh, I do want to say, <laughs> I do want to finish up on my thought about this supercomputer. Uh, and, and I'm just going to list out the predictions for um, the, the finish. So City predicted to win their fourth consecutive league title. Liverpool finishing eight points behind in second. Uh, Arsenal tipped to finish third. And Newcastle taking the last Champions League spot. Spurs in fifth, six points behind. And Chelsea finishing ninth, as I said. That leaves United... Quite a drift, Thomas. According to the um, AI. Yeah, I mean. You and AI have just... never really gotten along. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You've never Things seen eye to eye. Never eye seen eye to eye with the AI. I would, I would actually take this narrative over the uh, <laughs> Ken not understanding the idea of like, <laughs> luck. I would take this narrative over that. That is like listening to him trying to force that is just really it's the worst. Uh, but he's not here because uh, Arsenal didn't win. Um, yeah, there's 35 but, minutes less of yelling at each other this podcast. It'll be back. I'm on him. He's trying to. I think he's trying to get me back because uh, uh, the way we handled the uh, Arsenal stretch at the end of the season, where we were just, we were ripping uh, on him. We were. I mean, we were just. I thought we were just we were being so confident factual. in the collapse, and I think maybe that hurt his feelings. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> oh. But uh, hurt his feelings. Yeah, good good games this weekend. Carabao Cup to play, not for you, Pete. Um, Carabao Cup for everybody else to play, and then back in the Champs League, I think. Or do we have a dumb international break? I know we have another one. In no, October. there's not another international break. In Give October, me. there is. Give yes, me a there break. Is. Yes, but not until um, the fifteenth, the second weekend, uh, Columbus Day weekend. That's when Pete can get some. Good old-fashioned international break in his we'll life. We'll be busy again. watching uh, the Orioles knee-deep in the ALCS. Scoberdos! I agree. Uh, might pull the trigger on some tickets I'm looking at right now, actually, Pete. Ted said because we won eight that maybe we should pull the, t- uh, the do it. trigger on these, so I might do that. All right, uh, anything to add to this Premier League weekend, James? Uh, no, no, no. We're going to miss Rodri a lot. That's my prediction. Yeah, it's a no bueno, but you guys have gotten through it before. You have um, Nunez back there and Fat Calvin, so um, it should be fun. No Fat Calvin. But Fat Calvin's there. I know, no Fat I don't want him there. He's fat. I mean, I understand. The nickname gave it away. But uh, you guys will be fine. I mean, 6-0. and no one's really talking about it because you won the treble last year, but uh, you've made some changes in the offseason, got rid of Gundogan, and look even better. And actually, guys, the, the player with the most misses in the league, most big chances misses, is um, Erling Holland right now. <laughs> he was one that he, he had. Missed a, he, he missed a sitter. Uh, yeah. The 10 minutes I was watching. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Doesn't matter at all. Whatever. Yeah, Doku looks and good. He still has Doku looks good. In the league. I didn't yeah. realize how uh, good Doku was at dribbling. Yeah, he's a dribbler. Yeah, he's 
that's what he's good um, at. Did you see Pep throw a little teeny bit of shade at Grealish when he said, that is a natural winger? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. I do think, like... Pep gets saucy. Pep gets saucy. He does. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Pete, anything to add? Tottenham, Arsenal, et cetera, et cetera? No, it was a great draw against the uh, bottlers of North London. <laughs> the bottlers of North London. I've been saying for years, Pete, you know it, that Arsenal is what, Spursy. what they think Tottenham is. They're Spursy. They've lost three European finals. They've never won a European final. They, Spursy. They are, they are the only team in Premier League history to crash out with six or more point leads in in the title race, very spursy four times, four times. Um, so just saying. Sorry, you're not here, Ken. All right, guys, for Ken Lee, James Lewis, and Doctor Pete, I'm Tom Miller. Saying I hope everybody has an awesome week and go O's, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. James, you trying to go? When? Are you going to be in town for the O's game? No. I'm going to be going next, to next, somewhere uh, in Asia. Next two weeks, I'm out of, out of town.